Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Oh, yes. You know what those horns mean. What Victory! is up, my friends? What a night. What a night. I hope you're all out there just having a great one. We appreciate y'all for joining us. Apologies for being a little late. This is actually the second time we've done this. Uh, we did a whole show without realizing that we weren't actually live. So now we've got the rehearsal out of the way. Welcome. My name is Sean Oshadi. This is the post-fight show here on MMA Fighting. We'll get to UFC Nashville in a bit. You had Corey saying hanging out there. Big win over Rob Font. But first, Paul Diaz. Let's bring in the crew. He is the Prince of Positivity. He is the King of the North. He is Alexander K. Lee. Life is a rehearsal, isn't it, fellas? Really, in the end? Uh, and I don't think that was... Uh, more ever more true than after watching tonight's main event between Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. I have no idea what that means. Just felt like the right thing to say. You know, some commentators to say things uh, while doing uh, broadcasts, and I can do that too. You said you weren't going to do this. I didn't wow. say name names. I said it happens sometimes. <laughs> the rehearsal was so much better than this one was. Uh, yeah, AK really still was. got the dog in him, though. AK still got the dog in him. Uh, and also joining us, the Legal Eagle. The mouth from the south. He is the darling of the comment section. The people love him. He is Jed Mishu. Life isn't a rehearsal. You got one shot, then you're done. Live it up, people. Just like the wonderful Nathan Diaz is living it up because the man got paid and actually looked pretty good. I had fun tonight, guys. I didn't think I was going to have fun. No thanks to Corey Santagin. He did not in, He did not do anything to have fun with for me tonight. We don't need to talk about him because Paul Diaz was actually enjoyable. And of course, you know, it wouldn't be a post-show without the most fearsome producer in the damn business. He is the undefeated in case he laid many of the boards. Let's get to it, fellas. We're going to get right down into it because we have now seen this story five different times. And five times it has ended the same way. Tonight was no different. You have Jake Paul out there in Dallas. He defeats Nathan Diaz. He gets the unanimous decision. Judges scores ultimately 70 or I'm sorry, 97, 92, 98, 91, 98, 91. He knocks down Nate Diaz in the fifth round. Had him on the ropes a couple times. Outlands him ultimately 174 to 143 on the punch count. And yet the whole thing was somehow so Diaz-esque, was it not? He was out there playing the hits. Nate in there until the end, taunting. Even had his occasional Leon Edwards moments, though I would say nothing as significant as he had in that Leon Edwards fight. But ultimately, man, I don't know. Jed, you just said it. That was kind of fun. Did you have fun, Jed? And what are your takeaways from what we just watched? 
I did have fun. And I certainly on our preview show and kind of this week, I have been the negative Nancy of the bunch. Uh, not that I was like morally opposed to this fight or anything, just that it, it didn't really hold much for me. And I still felt that way for the whole time, basically, until they started fighting. And then then they fought and it was fun to watch it sort of unfold. There were a story developed over the course of that fight. There was pretty clear narrative and Nate got to do some Nate things. It wasn't enough, but I would say that if we're taking this at all seriously, that's the best Jake Paul has ever looked in a boxing ring. Uh, and Nate Diaz wildly exceeded my expectations for him. And f frankly, for many, I think so it was fun. They were, I won't say like evenly matched in the Jake pretty clearly won that fight, but they were competitively matched in a way that led to some level of drama, certainly some level of intrigue. And if you ask any of those fans in the arena tonight, I guarantee you none of them are upset that they paid the money to go see that. So good card in that respect, a successful evening at, at the, at the fighting box office. Yeah, and I, and I hate to repeat myself, but it just it felt so Diaz-esque, right? It, especially we come out in the first round, Jake Paul's putting it on him early, and it's you have this moment of, oh, man, this is even worse than I thought it was going to look. And then it's just Nate Diaz doing Nate Diaz stuff, outlasting, taking the damage, wearing on Jake Paul. And, and Gilbert Melendez said it to Ari, our pal Ariel Hawani in the fight, or during the fight, I should say. If this was a 20-round fight, maybe Nate Diaz wins this fight, right? Like it's it, the cardio king always holds up in the in the final rounds uh ak did you did this exceed your expectations like jed did it meet your expectations was this better or worse than you expected where are you at with this it was a little below my expectations though it did play out i think a lot of us uh, the way a lot of us thought it would uh if jake paul wasn't able to put nate diaz away which i have been saying all week i don't think jake uh, paul can knock nate diaz out now i had my doubts i'll tell you after that first round uh, he was landing so cleanly and ATS looked so slow. I was like, this team might actually be able to put him out cold. I've just never seen that before. So I was still pretty confident Diaz would make it out, but considerably less so than before. And, and again, like a lot of us have predicted, if Diaz was going to find success, it was going to be in the later rounds with that vaunted Diaz decathlon level cardio. Uh, you know, they, they come on late, which hasn't always actually been true in his like fighting career, but that's the, the, uh, the myth that him and his uh, Diaz army have seemed to have established and but but there was actual proof in this fight he had his moments later in the fight he looked okay that said I'm not as I hate to say I'm not as positive about Diaz's performance it was it was fun from an entertainment standpoint fantastic a plus he did what he's supposed to do it isn't it was a Nate Diaz fight he made it a Nate Diaz fight lots of taunting the occasional <laughs> burst of damage of boxing competency and the fans cheering him louder and louder as the fight went on, even as, in my opinion, he fell behind pretty far in the scorecard. So uh, his boxing, I thought, was pretty bad. Uh, I don't even think he looked as good. I don't even think Jake Paul looked as good as uh, Jed is giving him credit for. I think Nate Diaz was pretty bad. And uh, I don't know, maybe Jake Paul, maybe I liked his performance against Anderson better. I have to think about it. But I didn't think Jake Paul looked that great. So I guess saying it's his best performance um, isn't a super high bar. Well, I'm, I'm a little surprised here. This is a complete reversal for both of you and the attitudes you had on the preview show. Uh, now, AK sort of prints a negativity over here, but, I, you know. I'm shocked you, by this. Like, I'm, I'm just genuinely shocked by this. Like, Jake, look, Jake's think, not a good boxer, but we established think, this a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. He 
He showed the most aspects to his boxing game that we've ever seen. He showed that he clearly learned lessons in the Tommy Fury fight. I don't know that he beats Tommy Fury in a rematch because Tommy Fury is such a different problem, quote unquote, to the Nate. He's a boxer. He's a boxer. Yeah, he kind of boxed, but like it's not like Tommy Fury washed Jake either. But look, he his cardio held up really impressively, frankly, because I thought in those first three rounds, like he might be in trouble and held up pretty well showed a diversity to his game didn't really get dragged into the nate diaz antics like he could have been like i thought this was pretty clearly his best boxing performance because anderson walloped him for large stretches of that fight he was just five thousand years old and couldn't follow through i i thought this was his best performance not not saying that he is going to beat any meaningful person in a boxing match but yeah he keeps getting better because he has a lot of resources and he dumps them into this endeavor. I think it's just because I feel like he had to work harder to beat. I just thought Diaz looked so bad. Maybe I have to watch it again. Maybe I'm not being fair. Maybe, maybe my, my expectations were too high because I, I did pick Diaz to win. So there's that, you know, there's that, oh, I thought Diaz would be so much better. And then he wasn't, he wasn't super great. So I'm, I'm overcompensating now. But I just thought he looked so bad. We had a chat going on in the Slack. And, and you raised a good point. It did look like Paul was like maybe gassing himself out a bit. And, and like we said, Diaz's strategy should have been to sort of weather the storm early and come on late. But the problem was he looked so ineffective with his boxing in the early rounds. I'm like, even when he comes on, let's say he has all this energy, I'm not seeing him land anything significant. So I gave him rounds four and eight. I think if people rewatch the fight, that's what they'll agree with. They might want to give him other rounds. I don't know. Four and eight, pretty clearly Diaz rounds. I'd actually be surprised uh, if people scored either of those rounds for Paul. Uh, that, that would be a surprise. Those were clear Diaz rounds. He was just he was just looked better and did more in those rounds. But otherwise, I don't think through the entire fight he landed that many good punches. I don't know what the significant strike numbers were, but everything just looked off balance and loopy. Uh, call me a hater. I don't know. Diaz Army come after me. Maybe I, I read this wrong. I just thought his his boxing looked absolutely atrocious. So I can't give Jake Paul that much credit for it. Absolutely. I'm I'm it was bad. a bit stunned by this. To me, Nate Diaz bad. looked like Nate Diaz. Like like it, yeah, have you yeah, watched just, Nate Diaz? Uh, this is what yes. Nate Diaz fights look like. And, and we now realize and, and I now realize I've like his Here's the funny thing is, I think I picked Anderson Silva to beat Jake Paul. I think I picked Nate Diaz to beat Jake Paul. I picked, uh, I probably, I don't know if I picked, I feel like I picked Askren because I had to. I think we were doing a, uh, Jed, we were sharing an article, so I had to pick Askren. But I felt okay about it. And I think I picked picked Woodley to win the first fight, maybe. Uh, And the the other thing is, though, if anyone knows my Twitter, I spent a lot of time talking about, like, saying, like, MMA boxers are not good. Like, like, uh, in the UFC, there's maybe... 20 guys who i would say like are actually legitimately good boxers so i spent all this time slagging mma boxing and then every time one of these guys gets matched up with jake paul i say they're gonna beat him it makes no sense i i am completely illogical in this regard my pick was terrible and i think i had to draw that line here and say i will never pick an mma boxer again outside of a, a few select names so um yeah just bad bad fun fun fight i sorry let, let me make clear i was entertained i did enjoy the fight but i not for any quality of boxing I mean, if you were coming to a Jake Paul fight to enjoy it for the quality of boxing, yeah. you done you done goofed, but yeah. it's not what it was. But yes, I think that that was pretty clearly Jake Paul's best effort in a boxing ring because I he's, ask, he's getting better. I want to ask about what happened afterwards because this whole week, as this was go- ongoing, this, this sort of through line throughout the week has been this potential rematch in MMA, right? This $10 million offer. Never really felt real to me. 
to be honest, it felt sort of like the tattoo bet. It felt sort of just like, hey, here's a thing I throw out ahead of time to maybe get some people talking, drudge up some conversation, and just you know bring more eyeballs to whatever we're about to do. The fact that Nate, that both Nate and Jake spoke about this afterwards, this $10 million rematch that seems seemingly would be a co-promotion um, in MMA between PFL and Real Fight Inc., which is Nate Diaz's promotional arm, kind of feels like it might have legs now jed i mean do you do you see this is this a thing is this a real thing that you think will actually happen that nate diaz will get to fight jake paul in mma for 10 million dollars and make maybe the easiest paycheck that anyone in mma has ever made nah probably not (laughs) like i mean them saying it doesn't make it real um i you're saying probably co-promotion. I'm not so sure about that. I haven't heard that coming back the other. I've heard Nate say it has to be a co-promotion. I never heard any resounding, sure, we can do that. Uh, I've just heard Jake say we can do it in the PFL. I think this PFL feels- would 100% do that if Nate Diaz was amenable to it. I think they might. I'm not a, I'm not certain about that, though. And I also just I'm not certain Jake Paul's going to do this because why would he like why would he one Nate already was like I'll re- I'll box the dude again <laughs> which Jake Paul certainly should do that over fight him in MMA that's just a much better business decision and two I'm not 100% sure we see him step into the PFL he's got an ownership stake so this is free promotion for the other company he is invested in but I will believe they are going to fight in MMA when the cage door closes and if it happens Terrific for Nate Diaz. What just free money? The the greatest pay, free paycheck in the history of combat sports is what that will be. And because it is such a, it's one of those things. If it sounds like it's too good to be true, it probably is. And of all the things in the history of this sport that have sounded too good to be true, Nate Diaz fighting Jake Paul in a cage is right at the top of that list. I mean, what do you think, AK? Do we is this the fight we deserve? Is this the fight that <laughs> no one deserves? Is, is this too good to actually happen, or just too hilarious to actually happen? Oh, we definitely deserve it. I mean, it, 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 this is what we get for watching for dedicating our lives to combat sports. We deserve to see. I, I had that weird moment of reflection during actually watching this boxing match. I'm like, holy crap! I am actually watching Nate Diaz box. Uh, 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 wow, Jake Paul. Wow, that was a weird. Break. <laughs> That's how removed I was from reality. Was that I was like, this is actually happening. Like this is two or three. I can't remember how many years ago now. It feels like we're actually like a lo- way longer into the influencer boxing era than I'm remembering. Because I was going to say like, two or three years ago, this couldn't happen. And I've like two years ago, what Jake Paul is fighting Taron Woodley already, right? So I don't remember. My dates are all screwed up in my head. But I had that moment of that this reality is so strange that we are in. And so then when I hear something like. Uh, Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz in MMA. Again, right now it's kind of rolling off my back. It's kind of like nothing. And but and, but like Jed said, when I actually see it happen, if I actually saw this dude step into a cage and fight, it would my mind would be blown all over again. It makes no sense because we've had all these all these moments to like brace ourselves for this. Nothing should surprise us anymore. And I'd probably be okay for like a round. And then once I saw like Nate. Diaz, Jake Paul, like, take Nate Diaz down or something. My mind would be blown all over again. I was like, what are we doing here? This is such a strange uh, reality that we have found ourselves in. But uh, I, again, so I won't say it won't happen. 
you, you just can't say that about anything anymore. You, you can't, you, it's, not, it's not possible. Anything is possible in combat sports. If there's personalities and money and influence involved, anything can happen. Uh, I just wouldn't bet on it right now. I, I, it's, it's, if, it, if I had to pick, I don't think it'll happen, but I certainly wouldn't tell people because it's just a weird scenario. Why does Jake Paul want to do this? I understand. For the PFL to expand his sort of brand, as it were, to say, like, yes, now I'm gonna, I've officially done it. I fought in MMA. I fought against a credible guy. Uh, I did it with under in my, under my own rules, again, with my own promotion, whichever, or with the PFL, whatever deal he's trying to work out. I understand the, the, the clout. I understand the uh, feat that he's trying to pull off, but he probably would lose that you'd have to be a huge underdog in that fight so it's a strange thing i think it's a, i still that's think it's why cool though okay what that's why yeah that's, that's why you do it what do you it's you answered your the, AK, i know you i know. answered your own question because if you're jake paul, to do it but if you're jake paul and you're this guy who has created really an empire a combat sports empire more or less like making obscene money doing these fights that are handpicked and very very yeah tremendously handpicked right like he is a very good matchmaker for himself he understands his limitations if you're that guy and you're gonna go fight in mma which is something that you're not very versed in and a lot of skills that you just don't have why not do it against nate diaz when everyone expects you to lose and it's gonna be this massive fight and it's sort of like some shoyden fraud for everybody and like a lot of people will pay attention to that rather than going and fighting like Tony Schmuck over there, who is like a O and O fighter or one and O fighter, but like that's see, there's plus, a massive difference you, in the eyeballs. Plus, you can do that part later. You can always go fight see, Tony Schmuck afterwards. Or he can do both. I think I think he can find an MMA opponent that he can beat that has a name that actually has a name. Nothing's coming to my mind right now, but we're not doing CM Punk again. We're done with CM Punk. I don't know, but I'm saying there's someone okay. there's someone out there. There's some fighter out there who like he know that he can at least coax to sort of stand with him. And if he thinks his stand-up skills are all that or that his – whatever his wrestling background is is all that, there's probably a guy out there with a name, an older – I'm talking about a fighter that's in their late 30s, uh, early 40s, Tony Ferguson. I swear uh, to God, if you say Tony Ferguson, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I, I, again, I wouldn't pick Tony Ferguson. I still think that's a dangerous fight. But I'm saying there's a name at that level that Jake Paul can probably be. It doesn't have to be Nate There's Diaz, not a name at Nate Diaz's level. What are we talking about? Not a, not, not, it doesn't, like but a it does, top but it does, three superstar it in MMA. What are we Jake Paul, but he doesn't have to be Jake Paul. weird takes tonight, AK. No, 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 no. AK. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, you know, you're misquoting me. Whoa, whoa. No, no, Shaheen, stop. Shaheen, stop. You're totally misquoting me. I didn't say that that's the same star level of Nate Diaz. Jake Paul's the A-side. Jake Paul was the A-side of this fight. Let's not act like Nate Diaz is the A-side. That's not what I'm saying. He's a, he's a really good B-side. But Jake Paul was the, is the ace of this fight. This doesn't happen if Jake Paul doesn't want it to happen, right? This doesn't sell if Jake Paul is not involved, right? If Nate Diaz boxes some other YouTuber, it doesn't happen if Nate Diaz doesn't want it to happen. That's fine, right. but it's not. But it, but it's it, it, Nate Diaz fighting some other YouTuber doesn't do a numbers that that him fighting Jake Paul does, right? So Jake Paul's the ace. No, they both needed each other. He's, the, he's Jake Paul is the important part of the equation. He can fight another MMA fighter that's not Nate Diaz. It won't be as big as fighting Nate Diaz. But I didn't say it has to be. You're saying he's that's the only option. I'm saying there's other names out there, and he's proven this time and time I, again. He keeps fighting I, people but, to beat but, up. That but are, AK, yeah. I think that's that's where the disconnect here is. He could fight somebody else. Mm -hmm. He is still probably going to lose to them. Maybe he could thread the needle to find one he could beat. Or he can just go into this with open eyes and say, I'm probably going to lose to any actual MMA fighter I fight. Might as well fight the biggest one so the loss, I get the most money and it doesn't matter because ultimately I lost to the dude I'm supposed to lose to. It's fine. And he then can I can go can, fight can that guy. Like it would be, it would legitimately be crazy for Jake Paul if he is going to make the MMA transition to fight anybody that isn't Connor or Nate in his first MMA fight. You Agreed. do that. 
And then you, if you want to continue pursuing MMA, then you can do your tack and be like, can I fight Jeremy Stevens or whatever? But if you're like, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly, you got to fight the biggest draw you can get right off the rip because that experiment is going to end much quicker than your boxing experiment can because that you are now going into foreign territory as opposed to bringing others into your foreign territory. Yeah, you have a built-in excuse. He has a built-in excuse of why he would lose in 45 seconds yeah. to any of these guys. But I, if I you're going to do it, you do it for the most possible. You guys are – I don't think he wants to. Though. I don't think he wants to lose. I think he wants to find someone he can beat. And I think this is the power of this of this talk he's made, the $10 million talk. You guys can now only – this is how effective it is. Now you guys are only thinking of Nate. That's the power of an advertisement. But he's very good at this. He can find someone else and make a similar offer. Again, I'm not saying it'll be as big as Nate, but if you guys think there's AK. no other options outside, of, no, if you guys think there's no other options outside of Nate and Connor, you guys are delusional. I'm telling you right AK, now, you guys are both I, delusional. We're only think, thinking about Nate because it's literally the fight that was proffered. That's, but, but, if he but had that's said, what that's, why I'm saying, those, that's why I'm saying the he, $10 million callout is so effective because now it's like, oh, it's all I can think of. It's a $10 million. That's why he doesn't have to do it. He doesn't have to do it. Just by saying it, he's already got guys like you thinking, oh, that's this. It already empowers the, the Jake to, Paul brand just by saying it. Just AK, by saying it. he doesn't give, have to do it. AK here because I think you're actually being legitimately crazy, and we probably have other things to talk about no. than the three of us bicker about this. You sit in while we continue to discuss. Work on who that name is, and I will tell you why you're wrong. Because if you can find a better name than Connor or Nate for him to fight in his first MMA fight, and I didn't say it has to be better is, again. I'm not going to do That's it. That's exactly what you just argued. I 100% said it doesn't have to be bigger than Nate or Connor. Listen, with your I ears, said better. I didn't say Guys, bigger. You, I said you better. You said better. A you better, said better. I'm saying yeah. there isn't a better option than those two, but I'm saying he can find another option. It doesn't have to be better. You're not listening to okay, me. Okay. Why you, would you, you take a worse option? Fine. No. It's not okay. worse. You, you just, it's like a, it's a different option. If it's, I'm not debating this. You're really splitting hairs. I'm not debating this because you've got your own you've got your Guys, own argument you're presenting that I'm not presenting. I didn't I'm say gonna, that. I'm gonna, I'm find gonna me a fighter that makes sense and we can reestablish this. I'm not, re I'm not engaging this. in this. I'm not I love you I'm both. I love you both. I love the passion. Let's move on because we. I feel like we could go back and forth on this for the next 10 minutes and we don't need to. Uh, last thing on last thing on this fight and then we could move on because I do want to hit UFC because UFC card happened tonight. And I don't know how many people were, were paying attention to it. Um, it's a good show. The, for, for the last, like, I don't even know when did when did the Askren fight happen? Twenty twenty one, I think, right? That was twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh so yeah, for the that, no, that might have been twenty twenty because it was peak. It was peak COVID. Hold on, I'll look it up. It was twenty twenty one. It was early twenty twenty one. So essentially, for three years now, uh, a large oh, wow, portion really? of our of our attention every few months has been thrust into this narrative of Jake Paul versus MMA guys in boxing. To me, that feels like tonight was the, the end of it. Tonight was the death knell. Tonight was the final chapter of it. Unless somehow, I don't know how this would happen, but the UFC lets Conor McGregor become a free agent at some point if he ever fights again and fights out his contract. And then Jake Paul can, can convince Conor to come and sort of be the final boss of this equation for himself. If not, to me, this feels like I don't know where else you can go with it because you have sort of reached the top of the star ladder. Do you disagree with me? Is, does it feel like this is finally the end of, at least in the boxing realm, Jake Paul, Jake Paul versus our MMA legends? Yeah, I hope probably. so. I, I think hope so. I, th I think Connor is happening, but that may be years down the line. But I think from day one, Connor Jake was 
was the end game that that is the actual final fight of it uh and so i still believe that that is the likely final outcome but it may take a while but like yeah, who I else would you fight I, yeah. from a from ma standpoint he's not gonna fight yeah. francis <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing though what if he did though <laughs> PFL, they're both the PFL. PFL could make it happen. <laughs> there you go. That's get your money's worth, PFL. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I I agree on, on this. I agree with Jed as far as boxing goes. This was great. Uh, McGregor has to happen someday. It just feels like there's too much money involved for it not to. Like I said, if there's if there's that much money involved, it, they're going to make it happen. But is it next? I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think we see it next or for a while, right? You could maybe sell me on Masvidal. Like oh. if he wants to, if he's if still he, under contract, he, there's no way they would let him. At, at some point, that contract has to run out on a time standpoint. Like you could sell me on it, but uh, I, I don't, I don't know. think that's true. I'm, I'm not saying that it's likely. You could sell me that that would be a fight, but other than that, like who, who else even sort of could could be the name? I, I do think I'm I'm not 100 percent certain, obviously, but I do think once a fighter sort of files the retirement necessaries for that the contract essentially freezes in perpetuity that's why gsp couldn't fight oscar de la hoya pretty recently uh, it didn't freeze in perpetuity because he did exit his contract like recently so freezes at okay it pushes the it kicks the can yeah. down the road then yeah. um i think i think this is probably the end of the story i just don't see a way where connor is sort of freed to do this sort of thing and also capable enough at that point and whenever his stage of life he is to actually care about a fight uh but we'll see to me this feels like the end and if this is the end i'm happy for it it was a weird few years uh and now we can move on to actual ufc content because there was a ufc event tonight out there in nashville a lot of booze in the main event of this one Corey sanhagen gets it done though absolutely smothers rob fawn out there seven and seven on takedowns Apparently Dana White walked out during the fourth round. Not a great sign. Never really what you want to see when you're trying to impress the boss. Uh, but afterwards, Corey Sanhagen saying he tore his tricep in the first round. So he fought through it. Either way, that is now three straight wins for Corey Sanhagen over three very tough names in this 135 pound division. He is peaking right now. Jed, takeaways from what you saw from that. Well, first, Shaheen, because a lot of people are commenting it and we're all dumb. Uh, Mike Perry is still very much in play. Uh, <laughs> oh. whether, whether you want to call him an MMA fighter at this juncture, you know, <laughs> that, but that is certainly like yeah. in play. Um, as far as the UFC card, uh, man, that main event was not fun to watch. And uh, our esteemed producer, Casey, uh, disagrees with me. Um, it we don't have to pretend it was uh, a very good performance from Corey Sandhagen uh, and one that I will never ever watch back because it, it felt awful for a lot of it, but the rest of the card was okay. Certainly the main card in general delivered pretty good stuff. Uh, the two decisions uh, in the, in the early parts of the main card were at least kind of fun fights and then a lot of cool finishes. So uh, I gave this a one star coming in, and it probably lived up to that. I mean, you're going away with a poor taste in your mouth from the main event if you are most people uh, with eyeballs and a discerning palate. But you can at least appreciate that it was really good, really, really tactically impressive. And then you got to watch the Paul Diaz for your ugly slobber knocker. That was fun. So all in all, good night of, good night of fights, and Nashville was okay. 
Oh, I like that you've brought back up the star system. You're, uh, would you consider this a win for the shooting stars system? A, a uh, one Mich- for one Michelin, so a Michelin, Michelin star, Michelin star. Yeah, I think I think we're going Michelin star. Um, oh, that's a bummer. Michelin, that's a bummer. The Michelin star feels I felt like a one, uh, just with a bad dessert at the end of the meal, you know, or an uninspiring, <laughs> uninspiring, not bad, just an uninspiring, like a vanilla ice cream to close out the meal, um, leaving you wanting a little bit more. Uh, but all in all, the card was mostly good. I will say, cause I'm sure Casey is, is fuming as I trash Corey Sandhagen's technical, technically brilliant, horrible <laughs> fight because anyone who watched it knows that there were a reason for the booze. Uh, I will say in my defense of this position, if you're a homie trying to fight for a title shot. That's probably not getting you it, man. And like Corey Sanhagen deserves to fight for the belt next. I think he is a really good chance that he is going to have to fight somebody else before he gets a title shot. Uh, because as you said, I think Shaheen, when when the big boss man bounces on your fight in the fourth round, that is not that's not doing wonders for your uh, for your title hopes. Well, you really, you stole the question right out of my mouth because afterwards, of course, they hang out on the mic, makes it clear. I want next. I want that title shot. I, I want whatever this is going to be, right? This bantamweight division's in a, in a very curious place right now. We don't know if what we're about to see in two weeks is Aljamain Sterling's last defense of this belt. We don't know if this is going to be a vacant title. If he wins, Sean O'Malley still could win it as well. Lots of options on the table. Marab's, on, Marab's sort of the next man up. AK, was tonight for you, and what you saw from Corey Sanhagen, is that a you're clearly getting the next title shot type of performance? Or is that a you're probably going back and fighting Umar and Morgan Madoff again? Sorry, guy. Type of performance. Guys, this, this may surprise you. I, I do up a poll. I do a poll. Oh. I'm known okay. to do it. Uh, who was Saturday's biggest star? Who was Saturday's biggest star? I, I did have to leave out some good names. Uh, we can talk about Tatiana Suarez later. Probably should have been. Oh, sorry. She is in the poll. Excuse me. Uh, Amanda Serrano had an amazing performance against Heather Hardy on the uh, Paul Diaz card. I should have put her in there. But. Really, it had to be, you only get four options on YouTube. Had to be Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, Corey Sandhagen, Tatiana Suarez. To the surprise of no one, uh, currently Nate Diaz leading with 55%. Sounds right. Yeah, sounds right. Yep. Yep, yep. It's not going well for Corey Sandhagen right now. Uh, 8%. 8% for Corey. That is more, that is more than I thought <laughs> more and than you expected. Straight up, uh, more than he deserves. Uh, the Michelin star system, by the way, working perfectly so far, because you gave it a pre-fight one. And you kind of, I, I, I don't think it did anything to elevate a, to another star because two stars is like if you're within driving distance, right? You would go to the show. Or so yeah. That's the two star if you're rating is like willing you would, to make you would do a, road trip. a detour. I would take yeah. a detour to go see it, go out yeah. of and my think, way to go to go attend this card. And I think go, like extrapolating from that, if you were in Nashville and you bought a ticket, you had a great time, loved the show. If you had driven from out of town, you might be like, like. If I had driven you know, up to this event, yeah. I would be less stoked about it. If I lived right, in Nashville, right. I would have been totally yeah. fine having gone to that card. Yeah, so I think that's accurate. And and, and I'm, I'm not going to dog Corey's performance. Winning is everything. You got to keep winning. But there, you're completely correct. There's almost – I don't want to say no way because I do think – like I said, the good thing about winning is it keeps you on the short list. It keeps you on the short list. If someone gets hurt, you can be you can have that coveted uh, backup spot, which people, you know, people love and supposedly – guarantees title shots if you're as long as you're colby Cummington. um so it's, it's good it's good he did what he did 
I had almost wondered my pre-fight uh, prediction. I kind of thought it would be more of a stand-up battle, and Sanhagen would, would be the first guy to knock Font out. But there was a part of me in my mind was wondering: Is he going to try and mix the martial arts? Rob Font has pretty good takedown defense, so that's why I thought it might not be the best way. But... <laughs> he does not, apparently. <laughs> or Sanhagen's a decent wrestler. I thought Sanhagen's wrestling looked looked okay. Uh, you, you... No, his wrestling did. Strategy. But yeah, you don't have a good wrestling defense if you give up a hundred percent of takedowns attempted uh-huh. on you. Yeah, it's that is it's not a good it's look. It's just you can't do that. Like <laughs> I don't care if Jordan Burroughs is shooting on you. You should at least be able to freaking limp uh, leg out of one of them. One of them. He he went down pretty easily. He went down pretty easily. I think, and I do, I'm not disrespecting Rafon. Rafon's a great fighter, uh, but it wasn't his best night. And Jed, you're right from a takedown defense standpoint. If you had never seen Rafon fight before, you would have thought he has the worst takedown defense in the world. So, but credit to Corey Sandhagen. He did what he did. Had to win. The chance of him getting like locked in, booked for a title fight. Highly unlikely. He's either the backup for one of these uh, for a title fight, future title fight, or um, or he uh, he's on the you know replacement list, short notice replacement list, which he's already done. And I don't know if he wants to do that again. He had to do that with Piotr Jan. So I'm from Corey Sandhagen. That's that kind of sucks. So I'm just a replace on the replacement list again. So could have done more, but hey, good for him. Gets his win, gets his winner's check, and it could be worse. Shaheen, can we play a game real quick? Uh, I, I'd I love this. Whatever, whatever's happening, you're 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 laughing it up. So I'm here for it. I just pulled up the stats. I hope you haven't taken a look at the stats. Would y'all care to fancy a guess uh, at the significant strikes per UFC stats uh, landed by Corey Santagin across 25 minutes in this fight? Oh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to give you an over under. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. The I was about to guess under. I was about to guess though. Over under is 45 and a half. Under. AK, uh, do you know the answer? I don't. I didn't. I haven't checked. I'll I'll say slightly over. 34. <laughs> 34 strikes. Seven for seven on takedown defense, uh, on takedown attempts. This man landed just over one significant strike per minute of fight time. Dominant performance. No question. Awful performance as well to watch. People in the comments are saying 19, 11, 3. So the optics, not great, apparently. Uh, apparently it looked even worse for uh, people just kind of maybe casually watching the fight. So Jed. And it, it's just Jed. one of those things. This happens sometimes and that's okay. But like we just don't – we don't have to stand it. We just be like, oh, he won it. No questions asked. What, what Dominic Cruz was saying in commentary – your first job is to win. He absolutely did it. He's going to get both his paychecks, and he did not drop down the rankings. But in the entertainment aspect of the sport, he failed horrifically tonight, and that that matters ultimately. As even Casey will admit, because Casey, when Curtis Blades got got pummeled by Pavlovich, was like, well, you know, maybe he came out there trying to strike because wrestling doesn't do him anything. Corey Sandhagen might find that lesson out too if if this is the new Corey Sandhagen. Can, can, can Jed, I, if you had I, to put, can I, can, can, can I defend Corey? Can I defend Corey? I think we need. I think we need that. Please, right Casey, now, Casey. Please. You, right, you, right, you have you, your you name has been. Commit, your name has commit, been. I don't come until the end of the show, but no, defend him. This is we've been. The man ripped his tricep. Ripped his tricep. Why are we not going? What a freaking warrior! What a warrior! He went We don't know that at all. He just said it. Oh, Corey Sanhagen, the liar, the liar. You Tito said he cracked his skull every. We know Tito is a liar. We know that. 
He said, Corey I Sanic think I tore are, my Corey Sanic is a freaking samurai. Samurais do not lie. The first he round. We have no set. idea if he did that at all. Tito catching a stray. Come on, guys. A lot of people stuff. catching strays today. Oh, cool. I, I'm just loving the passion from everybody. I feel like y'all are about to fight each other consistently. Hey. <laughs> in, in this whole, like, he won't get a title shot. Remember TJ Dillashaw in that crappy performance where he basically lost the fight against uh, Corey Sanhagen but still won the fight? And he got a title shot? So many guys get so many so many fighters get title shots after boring wins. But but that fight wasn't boring. That was an exciting fight. Let me ask you, and I want you to be honest with me, okay? If you, gun to your head, had to put your entire life savings, you and Esther's entire life savings, everything in your bank account, on either Corey Sanhagen is going to be in the title mix in his next fight, whether that's a title fight or a backup spot for the title fight, or he's fighting Umar Nurmagomedov next. Which one of those two options are you putting all of your money on? Is Umar coming back like in three months? Are we talking like three months or whatever? Just whenever. Whenever the dude fights next. So if O'Malley wins, if O'Malley wins, are they going to rematch Aljo? If O'Malley wins, Marab probably gets it. Marab. I mean, I, th- I still think Marab is is in front because it's. So he fights Umar Nurmagomedov, is what you're telling. He me. could. He but but there was no guarantee. Even if he even if he knocked out Font in 30 seconds, there was no guarantee he was getting title shot tonight at all. I don't. It would have helped. Th- it would have helped. Think so. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it would have hurt. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think it so. would have hurt. I think if your boss leaves before I your think, fight is over, you ain't doing yourself favors, man. Oh, because he didn't slap. He didn't slap. He didn't slap Rob Vaughn. <laughs> he. I mean, look, Dana you, White loves look, slapping. I'm not That's here, his thing. We, I am we not know he does not de- like grappling. We know he does not like wrestling. We know he likes slapping. Slapping is Casey, what he I'm likes. I'm not here to defend Dana White as a good person or as the moral arbiter of the world. But we don't have to live in this this false reality where it isn't a bad thing when Dana I, leaves. I, I'm just, that is was, ultimately the dude who decides if he fights for the belt, and it he is not feeling him ask magomed and Kaliyev, probably the best light heavyweight on earth who didn't even fight poorly but ha- had the audacity who, to have a draw how, and how now did get a title shot house. what was this what was this fight before his title shot and Kaliyev's fight before uh, i think he ran through somebody very quickly right say anthony smith i don't know racket i don't know it, it wasn't Rackage, I, I remember maybe? it just it wasn't something that blew us away it was just a fight I'm just saying. Yeah. Either way, the fight. point is, it doesn't Corey take Sanhagen much. No, he, he was demolished Anthony house. Smith. He demolished okay. Anthony yeah. Smith. All right, right now. But Corey Sanhagen, look at his resume. One fight sucked. Yeah. In, as terms of I, entertainment, one fight, and like I don't know. I just think the fans just like tra- Corey Sanhagen. He is the new like, most boring fighter ever. A fight that no one even think, watched. I don't think except, anybody's saying that. Oh, <laughs> look, dude. I think people I, are just rightly saying that that fight was boring. We don't have to condemn. Oh, I would say I say it's career. I say it's boring, but I think I yeah. don't think this eliminates Corey Sanhagen yeah. from a title. The title. I, no, I just think I, just think I think mostly he's a victim of circumstance because this bantamweight division is so deep, and right now there is already three people who are sort of in that mix, and he's the odd guy out because we, there's about to be two um, people when Aljo leaves, and he's then the. The, right. the last one. Out. I'll jump out of here, though. I just wanted yeah. to complain I, I, a bit. I, I, but Casey, I, I will say, I appreciate that perspective because I do think acknowledging man, just if, if the tricep thing is mm-hmm. legitimate, which I have no reason to not and, believe Corey Sanhagen, mm-hmm. he is a very... And that's why Dana White's person. a bad promoter. He's not a doctor. Because that's when, that's when Dana White goes, like, okay, but he's he, a freaking he's also, warrior. You know, like, he came out there and still fought 25 minutes against 
Rob Bond, who had everything on the line. Rob Bond's 36 years old. This was Rob Bond's last chance to get to to really get a, a true title shot. Rob Bond's out. He's done. We're never going to see Rob Bond in a title a title run. Right? Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. And yeah, so I, will, I think that's super impressive. I, I want to add this here. Not entertaining, uh, but impressive. Sure, it is impressive, and I absolutely agree. Dame's bad promoter. I will say the other side of this that isn't going to get talked about and it's fine and it probably shouldn't because ultimately at the end of fights, the onus goes on the winner to have provided more entertainment. And that's maybe that's wrong, but like that's just sort of how this works. Rob Fall was awful, like just historically bad this evening, which played an enormous role in why this fight was as trash as it was. So like if you want to direct your ire at Rob Font's performance, I'm fine with that too my issue is just well rob font is the loser so i don't need to pile on him as the loser he's already suffering the consequences of that whereas Corey sandhagen just like when izzy was boring in title fights i was saying the exact same things it's like we don't have to pretend that that's fun it is a good win that matters and that's the most important thing but this is probably not doing you long-term favors and hopefully that this isn't Corey sandhagen's new thing there's no reason to believe it will be because like he's just historically been a really fun fighter, but it was it was shocking to see how little activity this fight had in, in that regard. And, and, and I, I will add, I will add on to that. Sorry, Casey, but I will add. I just want to say fans do have a habit of only remembering your last fight. You could be the most exciting are. fighter, and you put on one stink bomb, and people just keep pointing to that like, oh yeah, but remember when he fought Rob Font? Remember, remember he just wrestled Rob Font? And it's like, what about the, the spinning wheel kick knockout? What about this, this incredible fight of the year he had with Fyodor Jan? I'd be like, yeah, but when he fought Rob Font, though. Mm-hmm. Dude, me, me and Frankie fight. into the into the moon was had, great. Uh, I for, I, I've chosen to forget about that. And I'm, <laughs> Never I'm Never angry that you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you talked about Rob Font because I think even uh, Tyson said this even when they, they cut to the corner. It's like Rafa, you gotta take some chances. You gotta give up your back. You gotta, you gotta take some chances. He, it was, it was has has impressive but boring. Corey was Rob Font shit the bed tonight too. Rob Font may have set a record tonight. I gotta figure out how to look this up. Twenty five minutes of fighting, nine significant strikes. There aren't a lot of people that have pulled that particular trick off. Nine wow. significant. strikes. In 25 minutes, usually if you're going to have nine, it strikes, it means you got got. That is impressive. Man, think about if you you want to came into this fight and you would have told me this would have been, these would be the significant strikes over 25 minutes for both fighters. Over Corey Sandigan and Rob Font. That is nuts. That is nuts. Jed, what was the Corey total? 30 something? What was it? 34. So 34 to 9. 43 significant strikes. Was that more or less minutes. than was that more or less than Rose so, versus Carla? Hold on. Ooh, let's look Ooh, that that's up. That's the, a great that's the question, problem. Casey. That's the uh, that's that is such a good good so, point, Casey. I'm gonna look that up. Less right than now. two combined significant strikes per minute over the course. But of we the did have 20 minutes of control time, so you know. <laughs> I love me some control time. <laughs> hey, nothing gets the people going. More oh than wow. Okay, Casey, this one is really. I did not realize this. This is this is bad. Rose Namajunas and Carlos Spars at, at least combined for sixty-seven strikes. Wow! New record. This has got to be the record, though. I, I would oh be my god! It, it has it has to be the record for fewest significant strikes in twenty-five minute fight. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. Last now, one granted, I want to look up. I, I want to move on because we need to move on. 
But last one, while I'm doing that. Oh, I love, I love this game. I will play this game all night long. As try can you look up while I'm moving, while I'm setting up the next thing? Can you look up Woodley Maya and Woodley Wonder Boy too? Oh, that's definitely going to be over. That's the only well, one I I'll, can think of. That I'll look them up. Maybe that, that went 25 minutes. There? Yeah. Yeah, that went right. full 25. Woodley Wonder Boy too. They combined for over 100 strikes. Both dudes were in the 50s. Uh, Woodley Maya, Woodley Maya, why can't I see you? God, he fought a lot of dudes. By the way, while Jed is looking, I see people saying worst fight of the year. Uh, we had Menfio and uh, who's his best friend? It's true. Maya and Shilte. Yeah. What was it? Oh. 28 for Maya, Woodley 57. Uh, still, I think we got it out of the water. Chance. This is the fewest. That was Gotti. That was Gotti Ward compared to tonight. Scotty Ward compared. Statistically, this was a bad one, guys. <laughs> nineteen maybe not. minutes of control time for Corey Sandhagen. <laughs> Again, maybe not the conversation you want after your main event fight when you're trying to get a title fight. But I want to move on. I need to move on. All right, right, sorry. Okay, let's We need to move on. Because I've been waiting, I don't know how long we've been doing this, but I've been waiting like 50 minutes to talk about Tatiana Suarez because I need to talk about Tatiana Suarez. This woman is unbelievable. She just trucked through Jessica Andrade today. Like it was nothing. That is now the second UFC champ she has on her resume and the second time she has beaten a UFC champ without it really looking difficult at all. And now we talked about it on the preview show, but this is the first time since 2018 that she has fought twice in one year. It feels like things have finally come together for her. This is maybe the only run or the chance that she will get it health permitted. AK, were you impressed by this? Was this what you expected? It was uh, 100% what I expected. Uh, I think, I think we noted in our, in our, again, our Slack channel, we all predicted that this would end in the second round. We literally all, all of us, all literally all of us had submission. submission. Yeah, because Jessica Andrade is tough. So we were like, well, she'll probably, you know, the size, the wrestling is probably too much for, for Andrade to do anything in round one. But but again, her her durability, her grappling defense should keep her in it. Um, so this is exactly, you can go to MMAFlame.com, my predictions. This was one that I, I actually got uh, fairly correctly. It's, it's just not a matchup that Andrade has had good history with. Um, she, Aaron Blanchfield's a strong grappler, obviously completely woman-handled her. Uh, Valentina Shchenko is a very, very good wrestler when she wants to be, and she used that to completely defuse uh, Andrade at moments in their fight and get the finish on the ground. So, um, yeah, it kind of went as you would expect. And that, does it to me, does not lessen how impressive it is. Let's not forget, Tatiana Suarez was off for a long time. Technically, this was her first fight back at 115 in like almost four years or something. The 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 uh, Montana De La Rosa fight, I, you know, I, I, it doesn't really matter whether it happened at 125 or not. It was an impressive comeback. But you did want to see her in there with a 115, a legitimate 115 contender. And it was supposed to be Vienna Janjaroba. It turned out to be Jessica Andrade instead, an even bigger name, arguably a tougher test. I don't know. I think the Jandro matchup's a little different. Um, so, yeah, great great for Tatiana Suarez. We're only in a little murky situation now. We have Jan Shaunan out there. It looked like she – because she had just beaten Jessica Andrade. And so how could someone who you know does the same thing as her leapfrog her for a title shot? I don't know. And making them fight each other seems silly. So we've got a bit of a log jam, but it's kind of a good log jam to have. We have we have legitimate intrigue at the top of 115, and uh, and that's good to see. And and super, super fantastic news um, for Tatiana Suarez, who everyone thinks will be a champion someday and uh, has done nothing to deter people from that opinion. 
I love it. I, I said on the preview show, I have had season tickets for this woman for like eight years now. <laughs> and and I, I was trying so desperately to sell those season tickets at a certain point because it just felt like it wasn't going to happen. But there were no buyers. And now I'm glad I'm still here holding these season tickets because I've been saying she's going to be a champion for pretty much the entirety of her UFC career. And now it feels like we finally might have an opportunity here. Jed, I know you, you weren't all the way back on the train. You were still waiting to see. Are you on the train now? Do you believe? You mean I wasn't all the way back on the train? I just wanted to see her come back the first time because it had been four years. But after she washed Montana De La Rosa, I th thought the same thing everyone does. She's going to kill Jessica and Trudge, and she's probably going to continue to march her way to get that belt. Uh, yeah, it was a great performance from her. Um, she looked better on the feet than normal. Um, still feels a little shifty there. Like she's not super, like the most comfortable person in the world. Uh under live fire exercises, but she was more than competent enough. And I mean, the ground game is such an advantage for her, particularly in this matchup. Uh, it was a great, great performance. I, she has done all the things in this comeback. You know, she, she got her feet wet, got back into the groove, makes the drop to 115 successfully, looked gigantic against Androgen there. Again, a woman who was number three at flyweight not that long ago. I, Maybe she has to fight again just because of the way the timelines are going to work at, at 115 now. But whenever she fights for the belt, I'll be picking her to win it. Is there, let me, let me follow up with that then, because is there a single woman right now at 115 that you would not pick her to beat? No. I mean, I think Zhang is the most competitive. Rose might be mm -hmm. interesting, but it appears that Rose is no longer doing that. Zhang would be the most competitive, but Rose took Jang down a bunch and Rose is not nearly the wrestler that Tatiana Suarez is. So the physicality, the the danger Jang poses on the feet certainly is is something. Um Yan Jonan obviously looked amazing in her most recent fight against Andraj, but I need more from her to not believe she wouldn't get dummied. Uh yeah, I, I would make her a betting favorite over any woman at 115 pounds at this moment, and I would take that action. Um at really pretty close to whatever the whatever reasonable line is out there for her i think she's the best yeah 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 not too long ago got handled by carlos barza right if you will go back and watch mm -hmm. that fight you would have thought Jan shannon's not getting anywhere near a title shot and uh carl uh Tatiana suarez i would all i think we'd all agree is maybe the best offensive rest is sorry not maybe is the best offensive wrestler in the division um certainly a step above carla i don't see how Jan would fare in that fight i like the Zhang matchup too um because I think Zhang brings this at like an, a level of athleticism that's always going to give her a chance in any fight, in addition to all her skill as well. But if, if you're going to fight Tatiana Suarez, you've got to have some degree of, of like super strength, athleticism, and uh, Zhang has those things. So I like her chance there. So I wouldn't, I, I but I'm, I'm with you guys. I would pick Tatiana Suarez over everyone at 115, but it, it wouldn't be like, I'm not like a, I wouldn't build her like minus 200 over Zhang, like minus 150. I'd like comfortably favor her. But by no means would I say, oh, Zhang has no chance because uh, I think Zhang's a very legit champion. And, and I hope we do get to see that fight. And if we have to choose between Jan versus Suarez and uh, Zhang versus Suarez, uh, uh, sorry, and um, uh, Jan versus Zhang and Suarez versus Zhang. Sorry, Jan Shanan, I'm, I'm picking Suarez all the way. I, I really want to see this fight. That's where I'm at. I'd, like, I don't know what's going to happen next with the strawweight yeah. division. It feels like Yan Zhaonan will probably get that opportunity just to do the China versus China fight in China because that's obviously a very big fight if Amanda Lemos loses to, to Zhang uh, coming up here. 
but I just feel like I don't know when the next time we'll be able to get a healthy run for Tatiana Suarez is, and I just want to see her get this opportunity. So I, if it's me, I'm striking while the iron's hot. Like I'm just, I'm just doing it now. Screw it. I don't need to see anymore. Like we have all known for so many years at this point that this woman is capable of this. Like if this is the, if this is the one year or two year stretch where she's going to be healthy, give her that opportunity. Jed, you're shaking your head now. She's not going to get it just because of the timing. Uh, we were talking about this in the pre-fight Q&A. I don't know how long Vina Shinji Robo's out. That's who she was originally supposed to fight uh, this weekend. So maybe that timeline will – that that kind of plays here. But I think Jan uh, Wiley is going to beat him in a limosh, and then they're going to do the Jan Janan fight. Um, that just makes the most sense. And Jan deserves her shot. Like I'm not here to say Jan does not deserve the shot. And frankly, it is – is maybe not as fair to be like, hey, you came, you haven't fought four years. You beat Montana De La Rosa up a weight class, which doesn't matter. And you beat this woman who Jan Janan also just beat arguably even more dominantly than you. Uh, I think Jan has deserved her shot at the gold. I know it wouldn't be what I would want if I got to choose how the world ran, but I think Jan's going to get it. And so we're probably going to get a Tatiana Suarez fight. Which is good because I don't want to see her wait out a year to wait for a title shot when she can just go dummy Vienna Janjiroba or whoever else is sort of around in the mix at that point. Yeah, we'll have to see. This is a, the most interesting division in the women's divisions for me easily um, right now, at least just because of this. This to me has injected a level of interest that uh, I think, you know, we, we would previously talk about flyweight when we talk about most interesting women's divisions. To me, this is now it. Let's move on, though, no. Uh, just hitting the rest of sort of the UFC card. I mean, Dustin Jacoby out there with a quick knockout of Kennedy in Juku, uh, hard right hand, maybe a bit of an early stoppage, but still a very good win for Justin, D- Dustin Jacoby. Tanner Boser picks up his first win at light heavyweight. Carlston Curtis out there with a crazy comeback over Jeremiah Wells, choked him to sleep with third-round Anaconda. But for me, my my other star of the card was that man, Diego Lopez, because that dude was just ultra impressive again. 98 seconds, blows through Gavin Tunker with the triangle arm bar. You probably remember him from just kind of like putting up a really surprisingly tough fight in his debut against Movsar Voyev. I'm really high on this guy. I'm really interested to see where this guy goes next. AK, who was your next star from the card? Who stood out to you outside of the big two fights? Uh, I just want to put some shine a couple of guys, actually, because we didn't talk about bonuses, right? Did you guys see the official bonuses? I, I, I did. They gave out five. They did five All performance the night bonuses. Tatiana Suarez, Dustin Jacoby, Diego Lopez, uh, yes, Carlson Harris, and uh, Asuma Bayo. Correct, so all the, all the finishes. I uh, Asu was great. I, I kind of wouldn't have – I don't want to say not have given him the bonus, but I I would have liked to have seen a fight of the night because I thought Cody Durden versus Jake Hadley was pretty great. Um, Jose made a tweet like, let's normalize giving fight of the night to like grappling heavy contests. And I guess that's what happened here is it was mostly a grappling battle. I thought super exciting there was blood which normally you know uh, the ufc loves but uh again i guess one there, one it was not, not not enough striking two it was flyweights and they don't want to give flyweights anything any credit so i would have liked to see him get a fight of the night so i'll say my two stars uh props to cody Durden, jake hadley really great fight i thought um a little surprised that it was um that jake hadley didn't get any any of the judges scorecards but it doesn't really matter cody Durden won and uh i think both guys are are great great uh parts of the flyweight division Jed, who stuck out to you? Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, Diego Lopez was was a good choice. I mean, good for Dustin Jacoby. It's a great win. Um, but it's, 
we know what Dustin Jacoby is. He's he's going to hover around the top fifteen, and that's going to be the extent of where he goes in the light heavyweight division. So it's it's really fun. Like it was really cool. Great a, a great little short hook in the inside got him. Um, this fight card sort of delivered on on all the expectations I had. I'll say Asu Almabayev in the opener against Ode Osborne. Um, came in with some hype, but really didn't know what to expect. And Ode Osborne's not the greatest fighter in the world, but Almabayev kind of took it to him, uh, got the finish, cut a fairly decent promo uh, for his first time in the UFC. But all the rest of the fights, like I'll push back AK on the Durden Hadley thing, not getting fight of the night because it's, I just thought there were a bunch of other quality fights. Like Billy Q, Damon Jackson was fun as hell. You could have, like, if yeah, that, that had one fight of yeah. the night, I wouldn't have had an issue. Yeah. I think it was just, they didn't really know what to pick because none of the fights really stood out as better than mm. Fight of the Nights. And so just like, we'll just give everybody who got to finish a bonus and that's fine as well. So a lot of, uh, most of the fights delivered. Uh, I will admit, I didn't see a lot of the Kyler Phillips, Honey, uh, Barcelos fight. Um, I was doing, I was, I was watching pro wrestling um, for the website at that point in time. <laughs> um because that's part of my job apparently oh i left a so, name off the, the i should have put logan paul in the uh in the poll but yeah like i thought most of the fights delivered um look dennis bazooka did okay in his debut if, if i'm only picking one give me almabayev just because i always love having a new flyweight in town with some level of a pedigree and a good debut performance and that's exactly what we got there i love that you're just rolling with the bazooka thing so you get you, it's consistency, man. That's why that's why we love can you. You're consistent. And can I sh- bazooka? Can I great bazooka? I know, I know we've been going long. Can I shout out uh, Amanda Serrano and Heather Hardy again? Because I feel like I kind of glossed over it, and like that was such a fun fight. It was a rematch that probably really, let's be honest, nobody was asking for. I think it was for Heather Hardy. It was like two fights ago. Um, There's no doubt that Amanda Serrano is a better boxer than her. Uh, but we've said time and time again, like good for Heather Hardy, who's been you know uh, a champion in boxing when she's probably making less uh, around the same as your as a as a, a three-fight ufc veteran again while she was holding world titles in boxing and now she's making the money now she made money with bellator now she's making that influencer in, uh that money being on an influencer boxer card and she deserves it because that fight was awesome i don't know if she's gonna retire i don't think she hinted at it at all but if this if this is the the last time we see uh heather hardy competing in combat sports i salute her i think she's always been uh, pretty fun to watch uh the good with the bad you know some of the mma stuff it wasn't pretty, but hey, she gave her the old calls try, and Amanda Serrano was just awesome. So it was it was a really fun fight, and uh, and and to the end, it was actually like somewhat competitive. Like I think Serrano was the clear winner, but Heather Hardy was in it all the whole way, not just being a punching bag, throwing back. Good stuff was it was really a joy to watch. Good stuff. Also, we didn't mention uh, Chris Avila, kind of looking like yeah, it's pretty half decent against Jeremy Stevens. Pretty surprising, even though we missed weight. Uh, altogether, lots of fights, lots of stuff happened tonight. Casey, get back in here. Uh, and meanwhile, while we're talking about you know positivity, of course, Sanhagen in his press conference defending his performance with the quote, "To me, that's beautiful martial arts." Unquote. There you go. Well, settled. It's, happy. it's settled. We'll, we don't have to lie to ourselves. <laughs> we, just, we just don't have to lie to ourselves, man. It it's settled. Martial arts. It was it's horrible settled. prize fighting. It's we have. Two different things. I just feel like we have this conversation all the time. I know we it's have like, it a lot. Yeah. We don't have Let's to get some questions. And Corey Sanningham is not a prize fighter. That's a problem. He is not a prize well, fighter. That, that is going to be a problem for him in his career. <laughs> it, well, hey, hey. Yeah. All right. Question. What, what are the peeps saying? What's going on in the comment section? <sighs> Oops. Hold on a second. This is coming from Adam S. The real question How much did Nate get paid tonight? Any guess? 
We always talk about this big eight bag, figures. but I haven't heard a number thrown around. He definitely got eight figures minimum. I know that for a fact. Eight, eight figures. So if they're offering ten million for the MMA match, that's eight figures, right? Yeah. Ten, yes, ten, but did you see? Figures. I saw a tweet from our 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 good pal Mark Ramondi, who was transcribing some of the press conference. And uh, oh, this is right here in front of me. Diaz's rep Zach Rosenfield says the MMA fight with Paul won't be ten million dollars, implying that Diaz will demand more. So could be closer in the range of, of what he got for this fight, maybe. Zach is like a low key. Most people don't know who this man is, and mm-hmm. he has made Nate Diaz so much damn money <laughs> over the course of the last like five, six years. Zach is really good at this stuff, man. Dude, yeah. If you're offering, if they're gonna, if Jake's gonna offer you ten million, then you ask for fifteen, you know, like or whatever. You ask for twenty, and then you settle yep. at fifteen. Yep. So yeah, Jake. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, awesome. Uh, did you? Um, I have a question for y'all, Casey, while you look for one, because we talked about it in the pre-fight Q&A, and I don't know if someone's going to ask it. What are y'all's guesses for pay-per-view buys here? 650 Whoa. That's super just, high. Just looking at metrics, looking at traffic huh. throughout the week, I was, uh, I was very mill. surprised. I, I don't think that's crazy. I was, I've mill. been so surprised throughout the week at – the traffic this event is bringing, the interest it's driving, the Google results, like all the trends, all of it. Like this fight was infinitely bigger than Anderson Silva fight was. It was, it was infinitely bigger than the Woodley two fight was. Like this, this felt like the biggest Jake Paul situation in a really long time. And I would six fifty to me minimum. Jed, you're saying a mill. I want a so, mill because we were answering this in the pre-fight Q and A, and like, look, take these numbers with an enormous grain of salt. But the wiki, the wiki pay-per-view numbers for Jake Paul say that his fight with Askren did 1.5. I think that's the trailer number. I would say that that's probably almost certainly not true. But said he did 800 for the Fury fight, like 300 for Silva. This feels bigger than the Fury fight to me. Like this feels – Nate Diaz should do more than that, I would think. So I went for a mill. I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, I, I guess not. I, 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 my, I guess my estimate was so low. Uh, I'm supposed to be the prince of positivity though, so I can't go lower. So I'll do the uh, Price is Right thing and I'll vulture over the uh, next highest, the next lowest one. I'll say, uh, I'll say 800K, 800K. Fantastic work. I have a special guest to bring in, gentlemen. <gasps> I love guests. Is it? Oh, is it the no. iconic? It is like, why am I? Why is that not working? Hold on, hold on. Do, do, do. Oh, he's building, he's building or, or, anticipation. Yeah, suspense, suspense. I got it. All right, all right. Here we go, here we go. Do, do, do. Don't get too excited yet. Why is this not showing? Is it Jake Paul? This is just oh. tremendous live television. Yeah, I know. Is it the robot? You got the, you got the robot? You got one of the – or both? I can't. Why, why is this thing not coming out? Why did Nate not have his own robot? We should have, a, we should have the Nate-Jake robots fight. Are these actually the same? Are these actually the same guys in the robot suits every time? Probably not, not, right? But maybe not. No. Okay. They're just, I mean, and who are they? They're Dazone's robots. They're Dazone's robots or they're Showtime's robots? Showtime boxing. They're Jake. Robots? They're Jake Paul. They're Jake Paul's. Robots. They're Jake Paul's personal robots. Yeah. I mean, he came with every guy. Jake he's got money yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He can have personal. He came robots. with a tank today. He wrote a tank in today. I so didn't see the tank. I didn't notice. It's pretty okay. impressive. Hold on. Yeah, it was why pretty impressive. All right, all right. Hold on. Can't. What? Why is this not working? It should be working. You must this is tell such us good. I know. I'm such sorry. Such good oh, TV. Yeah. Mr. We, we got to go can, here can, soon. Can you unmute yourself, Mr. Guest? 
Is it muted? Mr. We gotta Gus. go here soon. I'm getting the boot. We got we got work to do. <laughs> Where are you? Wait, wait. Can you, oh, is that? Oh, I think that I am not. What a guess! Okay. What a guess! <laughs> know what? You know what? Um, oh well, it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. I see, work. Okay. I see how this. Oh. I see how you think, Casey. Wow. All it, of it, us it, bald people look similar. Yeah. We all look no, alike. I, We're all my best friend. My best friend, Mike Heck, on site in uh, should, in we Dallas. Should, we should, I guess he couldn't join, but it wasn't working. That's all right. I had him for a moment, but we had internet issues. Sorry. All right. Well, let's hit one more, and then we do have to get out of here. Yeah. One more. Another question. Do do do. Um, I don't have a good question. I think we've covered everything so well. Yeah, I see a lot of comments. I don't know if I see too many questions. People, this yeah. is your chance. I see a lot of potentially new viewers. If you've never been on the show before, this is your chance to be heard. So fire away, guys. Yeah. Fire away. Uh, Chase, right, we, we, let's not get into this again. Match actually happened. <laughs> we, Let I me think. tell you something, guys. AK and Jed almost tore each other apart. Yes. This question, so I think that's it's all love, baby. It's we, all uh, love. It's all we love. We need to get it out of here. Um, you know what? Honestly, I think we're, we're kind of good, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Real quick, MMA yes. is life brought this. Oh, that was three rounds though. Never mind. He he brought up Francis and Derek Lewis. Oh, sure. Three least strikes, but that's three rounds. Yeah. Doesn't count. That's well shocking. Uh, shocking. Honestly, let's go look it up because there is absolutely more. a world <laughs> that more. has more strikes it in it. More. So you give you me like one second, more. gentlemen. Uh, Let me pull this, this bad boy up. I ended the poll. It didn't change. Some people probably joined and didn't hear about the poll results earlier. So yeah, who was Saturday's biggest star? Nate Diaz by a mile in defeat, fifty-five percent. Diaz <laughs> Army going strong. Corey Sanhagen. Dominant win in the uh, UFC national main event, 7%. 7%. So Razor close, guys. This is combat sports, guys. This is this 31. is combat sports. 31. 31 significant strikes in the three-round oh. fight between Derek Lewis and Francis. So, so they are under just barely. If it had gone five, they would have cleared it easily, yeah. I think so. It feels like if it had gone five, we're clearing that, that bar. <laughs> oh, History being made tonight, gentlemen. Where were you when you saw history? We'll all if I had honestly, if I had known real time, that's why we need better commentators. Because if they had at least, instead of Bisping and Cruz like bickering like small children about the quality of this fight or whatever, if instead we had Laura Sango being like, guys, I think you're missing the the forest for the trees here. This is a record breaking performance of of inadequate offense right now. Like this, we've never seen as few strikes as this thrown. I would have been much more engaged in that fight. All right. If they would have like a counter. Let's wrap it up. You know, like, uh, I, yeah. Also, just feels like we should mention that, because that, I don't think we have. Jake Paul dropped Nate Diaz tonight, guys. That was pretty cool. We mentioned it. We he mentioned did. It. Yeah, did we? that's right. I didn't remember us talking Nate, about that. That was pretty dope. Nate Diaz almost rolled, almost rolled out of the ring. Like, like he, yeah. yeah. Like he that almost dropped him through the ropes. Yeah, and Nate Diaz came back. I, but you know what? I think Nate Diaz actually came back stronger. That kind of like sure woke did. him up. Looked great after it. Also, it was, that hit him in a weird spot too. It hit him right, right in the temple, right above. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was, was kind of rolling with the momentum too. So, I, oh, uh, favorite part of the night. I don't know if everyone. I don't know if anyone missed it. I think between the ninth or tenth round, Nate sits in his corner. Richard Perez, his lead boxing um, coach, says, "He says Nate, you're not doing what you're supposed to," and Nate, and Nate goes, "Sorry, Rich." <laughs> saw that. My bad. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> he's a very polite man you know? <laughs> sorry. 
Well, you know, that was another weekend of fights. It was a really weird weekend <laughs> of fights. We had a lot of weird stuff happen, but also, you know, some interesting stuff happened too. So we appreciate you guys, as always, for riding with us along this beautiful journey that we call life. That man is Jed Mishu below me, to my right, Alexander Cayley. You know down there, the undefeated EKC Laden. I'm Sean Oshadi. We appreciate you guys. As always, thank you for rocking with us on MMA Fighting. It's a great website. Keep it locked all weekend as we bring you post-fight coverage for both these events. MMA Hour on Monday. You know how it goes. On to the next one tomorrow. We got all sorts of stuff coming for you. Have a great night, everybody. We love you. We'll see you next time. Love y'all. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity— but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. <laughs> 